0: Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams from the fresh field smells of the NFL, to the hardwood courts of the NBA, and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host, from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva.
1: If you're tuning in to the Into the Lab coverage of the 2020 NFL schedule release, you've got the four of us here, your sports scientists, in the building with you. Hopefully you're joining us live. You'll see that tweet linked out right now for you to join us if you're on Twitter, Facebook. Welcome to our live coverage of the 2020 NFL schedule release. I'm your host, Ernest Silva, at The Sport Gene, if you're following me on any platform. And uh, we will go ahead and just cue the announcer and get your morning started off.
0: And now, tonight's starting lineup.
1: Right. All right. Joining us from time skewed, our 2019 NFL Pick'em champion, Miles Bloomquist.
2: Hello, gentlemen. Hello, fans. I'm excited to break down the. Falcon schedule and explain why we're going
1: 16-0. Our, our regular betting expert joining us here from Pittsburgh, Von Dalesell.
3: Glad to be back, guys. I was so excited with the schedule release because week one, I know where my plans are. I'm going up to North Jersey. I'm catching Steelers at Giants, and I can't wait to see the Steelers stop Saquon Barkley. Probably not going to happen, but it's
1: going to be a good time. I can't wait. <laughs> Best news I got so far today. Yeah, Vaughn is hyped up. Finally get to talk some football and some picks. For and, sure. of course, uh, we see Dre trying to jump in here, but we won't hold it on him. Let's go ahead and introduce the general, our fearless leader for Blue Collar Media Group. <laughs> Joining us from Boston, the general, Steve Reisner.
4: What's going on, everybody? Uh, just, Of course, my internet decided to uh, stop working right now so i can't actually look at the schedules while i do this
1: (laughs) so internet Mm -hmm. problems across the world we'll just blame it on coronavirus um but happy (laughs) to have you back Vaughn, um and and back also miles from last week steve and i got to have a dual session and kind of uh walk through everything by ourselves we had a good time we were just you know dishing it out on everything and steve did his terrible takes segment so that was hilarious um so if you haven't heard it go check it out from last week but excited you have everybody here um to cover eight divisions we're not going to be doing a 3 hour segment like ESPN our goal is just to kind of do some live react some key matchups from the division and um why don't you guys go ahead and and introduce where you come from with your picks and podcasts and then what divisions you're covering Miles I'll start with you
2: all right well uh i'm covering uh, the nfc south and the afc west obviously covering the nfc south because if you know me then you know i'm a huge falcons guy um overall I think that the NFC South is such a competitive division and now you add Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski down in Tampa Bay, Carolina's looking to change sort of the field there. Uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a really competitive division from top to bottom. Um, I don't think the Saints repeat. I think uh, I obviously I think Atlanta's going to come through. I love the early schedule for the Falcons, especially talking opening up against the Seahawks, the Cowboys, and the Bears, I think they can split that 2-1, losing to either the Cowboys or the Seahawks, but no one's going to lose to the Bears. Um, getting into that middle portion of the schedule, Packers on Monday night football and Panthers on Thursday night football, the only two primetime games for the Falcons. Overall, I like that little mini schedule, we play the Panthers twice in four weeks, get a couple wins there, hopefully. Um, also the Lions, and I mean, I think the Lions will might actually vie for being an 0-16 team again, you know, 12 years later. Uh, Overall, I think that with the new playoff format, um, I think that Atlanta could easily sneak into the playoffs, whether it is as a top seed or even as that seventh seed, because I also think that the Saints uh, will get back into the playoffs, of course. And then I think Tampa Bay and Carolina are going to vie for that for another playoff spot there. I think you can see three NFC South teams making it in. Depends how big Tampa Bay goes in their first year. It's going to be boom or bust. Uh, but obviously with Carolina rebuilding, it looks like that they'll probably take the back seat for this year. I think the NFC South, a um, uh, couple notable games being obviously all three of them play or all four of them play the Chiefs because uh, we played the AFC West this season. So Tampa Bay plays uh, Kansas City towards the end of the season on November 29th. Uh, that is definitely a game people are going to tune into, seeing two explosive offenses, one that's all young, one led by Tom Brady. Uh, the Saints play Kansas City. On, uh, let's see here. Four, six, six, 12, 13. Uh, They play the week 14. So once again, kind of late to the season. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of Chiefs versus the NFC South towards the end of the season because the Falcons played on week 16, definitely going to be tough for the Chiefs towards that end of the season. Cause like I said, this, the NFC South is always a very competitive division. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes down.
1: So out of the division, when you're talking about uh, who has a strength to schedule wise, in your opinion, who, who seems to be a favorite out of the division Just on an early reaction, who do you see schedule-wise to have that early uh, favorite?
2: I got to go with, I mean, Carolina has a super easy opening, but they're not really the team most built to win. I mean, they open up against Las Vegas. They got to play the Chargers week three, uh, Chicago week six. So they get a couple easy games early in the season, always get some momentum. Um, They play the Cardinals as well. And obviously the Cardinals look to be trending upwards, but... You know, they didn't finish uh, as good as people might already remember. Uh, And they got to play them week four. Obviously, two games against the Falcons, you know, any division match you could win, you could obviously split it 1-1, get swept, or you sweep uh, your division rivals. You never know. The two tough games being Tampa Bay and New Orleans. But like I just said, division match, it could swing either way for them. That latter half of the schedule for them is super tough, though, with uh, Minnesota, Kansas City, Green Bay, and New Orleans to finish off the season. But they get a couple easy games in there with uh, Detroit and Washington, so they could pick up some wins there. Um, so you, you never know. With the, I think Carolina has the easiest schedule, but to come out of the, the division with their schedule, I think that the Falcons, honestly, like just that that upper eight games is really loaded with a lot of easy uh, teams to take on. Latter half, obviously, with the Bucks, two, Saints, twice. Uh, that's going to be tough, but they always perform better in the second of the season. And the Saints have a tough schedule all throughout, starting with L.A., playing Pittsburgh in week two, playing Houston in week three, playing Tampa week five, playing Green Bay in week seven. Like, that, that's, an, that's a super tough opening for them. So overall, looking at the schedule, Falcons' favorite for the division, but the Panthers probably have the easiest one.
1: Perfect. Let's segue over to you, Vaughn. Now, you, talk to us a little bit about which divisions you're covering, and let's cover one of them uh, to start off with for you.
3: Yeah, so I'd like to jump into the AFC North right off the bat. I actually have a, an article coming out on Fantasy Pros probably tomorrow. Um, I, had it, I had it finished up until this point where I had my predictions without knowing the order of the schedule. And uh, now that we know it, I mean, it, it changed my opinion a lot, to be honest. Uh, the Ravens were supposed to have the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. I don't think that's the case. Uh, looking at their schedule, it's pretty tough. Um, the middle of it is what's so interesting, first off. As a Steelers fan, I'm so excited. it's Steelers Ravens on Thanksgiving. Can we have got a better matchup, honestly? Steelers Ravens on Thanksgiving?: <laughs> Dude,
4: like, Yeah, that's like, awesome. That is awesome, actually.
3: hard-hitting football, like there's no naps happening in that game. Any other game, Bears and Lions, if that's happening, that, you know, but that's not happening here. But back to the Ravens schedule. Um, they got the Steelers Colts, and they go primetime Sunday night with the Patriots, back to the Titans. Primetime Thursday night on a short week with the Steelers. Thursday night again with the Cowboys. Then back on a Monday night against the Browns. That's a very tough stretch of football for having the easiest schedule in the NFL. So uh them being at eleven and a half wins is what they're betting odds. That's a tough one. I like them going being over twelve being at twelve and four, but now that's kind of tough. Uh the Browns have by far the easiest schedule, I think. Uh down the stretch they get the uh the Texans, Eagles, Jags, Titans. Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. Those are winnable games for a team trying to make the playoffs, trying to get eight or nine wins. So I like that a lot. The Steelers and the Bengals, schedules are up in the air. The Steelers, all, it all relies on ben, ben Roethlisberger. I think we all know that. There's not much to say about that. That deep is green. But uh, the Bengals, Joe Burrow, Chargers week one, quite the test. Week two, uh, Thursday night primetime on a short week against the Browns. It's gonna be a tough test for him right off the bat. And then going to Philadelphia in week three, so Bengals probably won't win many games uh, off the bat or down the season in general. And uh, the Monday night game, they get the bang- they get the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers feast on rookie quarterbacks. So uh, Joe Burrow's season may not be that significant win-wise, but uh, it should be—it should be pretty fun because he should throw the ball a lot. So uh, I think the Ravens win the division, but their schedule doesn't look as good as everyone thought it does. That's for sure.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that's great analysis, especially real quick, React. And so you have to say, okay, Baltimore probably wins that division. How many teams do you think the AFC North could possibly produce? I mean, given the kind of easier schedules that you see with Pittsburgh, Cleveland having favorable matchups.
3: The AFC North has the easiest schedule out of all the divisions in the NFL, which they were not a good conference in football at all last year in general. So they were were a conference that needed this. Um, You know, the Ravens win for sure. I had the Steelers going nine and seven, and the Browns eight and eight before the, the schedules come out. Um, you know, that's likely to flip flop, to be honest with you. But in the AFC, uh, I don't like the AFC East. I'm sure I'm sure Steve will probably hit on the East a lot. I don't like their schedules, so I think that the AFC North might sneak a second team in. And I'd have to back Pittsburgh with the defense, and if Ben Roethlisberger's health, they have the upside. But scheduling wise, don't be surprised if we see the last eight games of the year. Cleveland go five and three or six and two and sneak is sneaking is at six seed. Um, I think that's very viable to happen, especially if Ben gets hurt.
1: Yeah. And, and another reminder that we have seven teams making it in each conference this year. So you yeah. never know if we, we can sneak in a couple other teams and and make those final spots in the AFC. Again, analysis all brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get all you can eat tacos for 7 99 there in Brownsville, Texas, down in the Rio Grande Valley. So let's jump over to, the AFC East with Steve, but before we get to you, General, I know Dre's here, and he's been quiet for us, so Dre, Dre Rogers coming in, let me make your announcement at Dre2124, welcome for joining the group today. Hey, fellas, good morning. Good morning, Dre, and if you don't know or not familiar with Dre, Dre is coming to us in Bali, Indonesia, so right now, what time is it over there, Dre? Uh, 8 a.m., 8 a.m. for Dre's. Dre's just waking up and joining us, so we appreciate you joining us, buddy. I'm going to let you wake up a little bit more. Steve, talk to us. What does the AFC East look like now that, you know, the favorable dominant man Tom Brady is no longer there, and is it wide open, as everybody says, or is it a Bills-dominant type of schedule release? Uh, (laughs)
5: Bills-mafia. Wide
4: wide open is a little bit of a stretch, because it's still only between two teams. uh, The Bills and the Patriots
1: yeah. Got it. For
4: the division so that's not really Wide open I'd say it's. to it, I me mean, <laughs> the, the Jets and the Dolphins Are still the Jets and the Dolphins um,
5: Who, uh, To be
4: honest with you my, my internet fucking broke on me At the worst time so I, uh, Couldn't pull up their schedules uh, The Well no the Jets and the Bills I couldn't pull up The Dolphins have a tough little schedule Of their own and uh, You know trying to work Tour into it I don't know when they're going to get to him, But they get some tough games Late in the season, mm-hmm. about halfway through the season, uh, they got the Rams and the Niners, uh, the Bills. I think the I think the Ravens are around there. The Patriots have have the hardest schedule. Um, yeah, for what people are saying, I haven't looked at every schedule in depth, but uh, the, the Patriots have a brutal schedule, especially um, considering you know losing. That uh, that guy there, that, you know, the, the dude with like, the, yeah, that what that guy? guy with the that guy that sells those <laughs> like snake oils and he's like riding this jet ski in Tampa Bay or something. No, <laughs> try it out weird. in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then there was like some wrestler
3: or whatever. I. Steve, I know you will appreciate this. I've seen a lot of Jets fans thinking this is going to be their season to make the playoffs. Yeah. This I think is their year. Trash. I think it's going to be like four or five wins. I mean, oh yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't
4: see that. Yeah, Sam
2: Darnold think. is not the answer. <laughs> everyone,
4: everyone saying like Le'Veon Bell. I keep hearing that the Patriots are, are a are four and twelve, three and thirteen team, and I, I know it's a. It's a fucking horrible schedule, but yeah, the Jets. Like, I, I don't, I don't think the Patriots are a fucking four win team. I, I still, I, their floor, I think, is maybe six wins, and
3: yeah, I mean, a hell, seven, th- honestly.
4: Yeah, yeah. To, to be honest, like this, this team could go eight and eight, or nine and seven, and it would be like the most, su- still be such a satisfying season. Yeah, with like how down everyone is on this team, I. I'm I'm excited for for them. I you know it's, I think Nike's a pretty good GM over there.
3: Nine, <laughs> I want to hear you guys' your your guess on what do you think they're gonna go through nine games. The Jets have the Bills, the Niners, the Colts, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. Oh and, and nine. Oh and
2: nine. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: and like, nine. Yeah, they're They're games, games, I don't forget. I, mean, oh, I 2 you. and 2 and 7 sounds where I would go with that. No, yeah, oh, 9. Two and no. seven, yeah, they, two and they,
4: they could they could easily go all e- nine. easily Oh, yeah, some <laughs> bad luck. Yeah, definitely.
1: All right,
2: all right, all right. I'll give them the Chargers And it's and the seven, Jets. The Jets, Jets eight have eight bad luck.
3: The the, the the Chargers defensive front 7 will terrorize the Jets offensive line. Like the yeah, Jets sure. offensive right, line back is to terrible. That's why That's why their schedule is so
4: bad because their their offensive line is And and Hmm. And it's the it's the Jets. Yeah, that too. The Jets do jet things.
1: That's true. That's just
4: that's that's a fact of life. And it's unfortunately a jet thing is not like being a good coherent.
5: If
3: if there would be any odds out there that the Dolphins would win more games (laughs) than the Jets this year,
4: I would take those
3: odds because that'd probably be good money. <gasps> up there.
4: Yeah, I'd would t- take that if that's out there. The the, uh, now, the, the, the Dolphins, know. um, I thought proved uh pretty good last year, even under um Fitzpatrick. So I'm interested to see what they actually look like. But I I it's a, I think it's going to be a tough transition. Um, even if you it's, even if you start to a week one, or if you start him oh, no, halfway um, through the season. Yeah, I I think it's going to be a a tough transition there with that with the schedule that they have for them to really uh, like catch fire. I guess I don't know. I don't know know if that's really a term that works for the Dolphins. I I
1: definitely know somebody who disagrees with you about who that who that division belongs to, and that's going to be Dre. Dre is Bills Mafia all the way. Dre, I don't don't (laughs) know if you had your morning coffee. I was going to say
4: what is is, Christian Ra on this thing?
1: Oh, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Christian. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Bill's Mafia division all day or what's your early react to the schedule release?
5: Two, two questions. The first one's who, who's Christian.
1: <laughs> okay. We'll skip that question. What's the second question?
5: <laughs> second question, Vaughn, yes. what are the odds? What are the odds or, or what, are the, what do the odds say about what week will keep the
0: Throwing himself off a, through a table. <laughs> through a table. <laughs> the
5: odds
3: are – <laughs> I don't, odds I don't are,
4: drink anymore, so me going through tables isn't really a – I was
3: going to say, it's plus 100, and I wouldn't take those odds. I think Steve's going to be happy with the way the Patriots season pans out. <clears throat> and I think he's going to be happy with second place, even if it's 8-8 and the Bills win the division.
1: All right, hot take from everybody. Patriots make
4: the playoffs. I, I'm starting to, oh, just to yeah. like this Vaughn guy.
2: Yeah,
4: no. the I thought we already I like think the division. Yeah. I, 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 think,
3: I, go, I think the Patriots have a realistic shot of making the playoffs, just as much as the Browns or Steelers do.
1: As a seven or six seed, are we talking about a division winner?
3: As the last, seed, as a six seed, I'll take I'll take the Bills. Uh, you know, winning maybe one more game, it's going to be a close race. The Bills' schedule doesn't look that great either.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears over to me. And again, brought to you by Taquito Express. All you can eat tacos for seven ninety nine. Gotta mention them. I know Dre's favorite, Taquito Express. Let's let's talk oh, about yeah. the, the Wait, NFC bold, Yes. Bold
5: prediction and, 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 and oh, I'm gonna say it right here. Six and ten is the Patriots final record. Wow for
1: next season. Six and ten.
3: That's the floor, that's for sure. That's yeah, that's,
1: <laughs> that's one that's game. That's one game behind said. the Browns. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the NFC East, the division to talk about in this first segment. Uh, the the <laughs> NFC East, we will talk about uh, two teams that really aren't as relevant as the other two. So the Redskins and Giants schedules, nothing really went. nothing really too impressive off the bat there. Um, the Redskins have a treacherous schedule. If you look at their matchups and their traveling from side to side in the country, just brutal for them. Um, starting in Philly and then going on the road to Arizona and Cleveland. Uh, traveling to Arizona, then traveling back to Cleveland, and then playing Baltimore at home. Just a sick schedule to start the the season off. And then division matchups in between. Redskins will be lucky to have some sort of winning record by the bye week. Um, and, and then travel. It gets even difficult in the second half of the schedule as they go to Dallas, to Pittsburgh, to San Francisco, and then play at home against Seattle um, before Ron Rivera gets a rematch with the Carolina Panthers. So just a brutal schedule for the Washington Redskins does not look very favorable for them. I predict way early on that they win four, three, four games total this season um, than actually having any cl- anything close to an 8-8 eight and eight year. As for the New York Giants, how that team's going to look is really going to be depending on how healthy they can keep their superstars. Um, mm. But they play against Vaughn's Pittsburgh Steelers to start the year. I'm sure he's excited for that matchup because I fully expect Pittsburgh to roll over them and then go tough mm. to, sh- to start against – to Chicago and then host the San Francisco 49ers Um, just a tough three games to start the season off on. And so um, giants right off the back kind of get, try and get their feet underneath them and then get some division opponents after a Rams game that we don't really know how the Rams are going to look this season. So hard to predict that, but go Dallas, Washington at Philly, another tough, tough road there before hitting a bye and then um, getting a brutal ending with Baltimore and Dallas. So, Giants, not an easier schedule either in any regard, but with the talent levels not being up to par with their opponent play, don't expect the Redskins and Giants to be up there fighting for a wild card spot or competing for the division, but who knows? It's the NFC least, according to most people, so who knows what's going to happen with the Cowboys and Eagles. But let's let's talk about the second-best team in the division, which is the Philadelphia Eagles, because I'd love to talk about them. So, the Philadelphia Eagles (laughs) – actually start off uh pretty pretty easy on their schedule they go to Washington which should be a W and then they play Los Angeles and Cincinnati at home and depending how Joe Burrow and the Bengals are looking I don't expect them to be at par with the talent level Philadelphia has but they have a tough stretch after that they're going to head to the west coast and play against San Francisco then travel all the way back and play at Pittsburgh and then pl- and then come back home and play against Baltimore. That's a tough stretch right there for three games. It could easily go 0 and three in that stretch. Um, just kind of depends how these teams are playing and how healthy Pittsburgh is. But I could predict a three and three record, four and two record at that point before they go back. They stay home and play against New York, and then a big matchup against Dallas before their bye week. Uh, it- easily Philly could be six and three, five and four at the bye week, and then come back to play a couple of pick me up games against New York and Cleveland on the road. And then they have a brutal stretch again, playing four games um, at home against Seattle and then traveling to Green Bay against that frosty weather, going all the way south, and, or I'm sorry, staying in Philly and playing the Saints, which is going to be probably a highlighted matchup for the season, know where that season's going. And then going to Arizona, which with a lot of predictions, Arizona's going to look very good this year. So to see um, that, that stretch and what they come out from that game, you can easily see the Eagles being the 10-11 win team that Dallas matchup again week 16 going to be a big message and then going to play Washington. So let 10 11 win team could be for the Eagles this year. Um, but let's really focus on the team that we really want to talk about which is those Dallas Cowboys. So Dallas Cowboys don't have a, you know, favorable or easy schedule whatsoever, but they have a schedule that that does is going to be able to showcase their ability to adapt. So let's talk about their first Week is going to be traveling on the road to Los Angeles Rams, depending how the Rams decide to play this year. It's going to see how that gets on the foot. Miles and I will be talking crap in the second week as the Falcons and Cowboys get together here in Dallas. And then Dallas goes on the road to play Seattle. Depending how those three games are, that's a brutal stretch to start with for, for Dallas. Hopefully they start off on the right foot and pick up steam early. They get a little bit of a luxury against Cleveland and New York and then go and then go ahead and host, which I highlighted as a big game, Arizona in primetime fashion which could be a very very good game come week six uh go to Washington for a pick-me-up game before going to that big game against Philly and then playing Pittsburgh at home where Vaughn and I will go ahead and be duking it out week nine as to why Dallas or Pittsburgh would be winning that week Dallas easily could be having the same type of record of six and three or five and four heading into the bye so it looks like another Philly Dallas clash as they're going to their bye weeks respectively And then uh, Dallas takes a little bit of a sandwich hard schedule to go against Minnesota. We'll see how Minnesota looks this year in NFC North analysis coming in a minute, but Matt, Minnesota could be a big game, a statement game for Dallas and then getting Washington at home and then playing what will be another statement game at Baltimore, which is that famous week 13 spot where Dallas almost beat new England and beat new Orleans in the last two years. And, and that's that primetime spot. So I'd like to see a Dallas upset for week 13, but again, what jersey am I wearing? And then you have uh, that Cincinnati matchup. San Francisco, another highlight game. So while Philly's playing Arizona, Dallas is playing San Francisco. Two very highlighted games. And then that Philly Dallas clash. Dallas easily 11 12 win team. That's why I have them as favorites in the division. I am biased, so I will stop talking about the NFC East. Um, I do think Dallas and Philly are the two teams that come out of the East, whether one wins a division or one's a wild card, vice versa. Um, uh, but I'll let you guys analyze it. What do you guys think about the NFC East this year?
2: None, none of those teams are getting more than nine wins. None of them. Not a single one. It's going to be like last year all over again. Like either Dallas or Philly wins, with nine, wins the division with nine wins and the – other one gets eight,
5: and then the Giants and the Redskins finish up like two. And, and, and Andy Dalton will, will lead the Cowboys to the playoffs. Oh,
1: my gosh.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> i take a look. While,
1: while, we're, while we're on Andy Dalton, since we haven't been able to cover that, how do you guys feel about the Andy Dalton signing in Dallas? Thank
4: well, God, like God he's just want to thank Jerry Jones for signing him quickly so I could stop fucking listening to the people saying he was coming here.
1: Vaughn, if you had a, to put a number on it, does Dak sign his contract in this season or before the season starts and how much?
3: I think he'll sign it during the season at some point. I don't know if it's going to get done before. it get done before, but I think he's going to definitely want as much money as possible. He might bank on himself and play it out for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with the guys here. It's going to be a tough schedule for the NFC East. Uh, I mean, if the Cowboys or Eagles are going to get 10 wins, it's going to be a grind to get those. So you kind of hit on the Eagles uh, – Second half, eight game schedule, uh, and it's just it's brutal, man. Yeah, it is.
1: It is. It's they have really, brutal. they have two really bad stretches in their in their in their schedule. At least the Cowboys are a little spread out, but the Eagles have two sessions that are just. I mean,
3: going Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Cardinals, Cowboys uh, before you get the Redskins. That's a tough stretch of games for the playoffs. So I wouldn't be surprised, like Miles said, if we see all these teams again have around eight or nine wins. And uh, one of them makes the playoffs so and maybe shoot that wild card. But either way, whatever team does get that wild card is a dangerous team in the
5: playoffs. So
1: that's agree. how I view it. agree. Dre, any uh, words for your old Mike McCarthy?
5: Just uh, giving you a warning, Ernest, that you are going to enjoy this season. And just remember, he only has three plays in his playbook. So.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, and he has real he called. call. Oh no, he doesn't have Randall Cobb. That's nope. right. No but, more Randall Cobb. No oh, he, yeah, uh, Bill's He's wide Bill receiver right, he one
3: in Houston. And, uh, I will Bill say does. The New York Giants. Don't be surprised that their receiving core is a little better than people expect this year too. I think they're going to be. They're going to air it out a lot, a lot more this year. Okay. But I think Daniel Jones Bill. will be a little a sneak, a sneak for like tenth round fantasy quarterback if you wait that long. I'm
4: one of those guys
3: that do usually.
4: Okay. I usually wait not that long.
3: Yeah, I'm like eight eight nine round. I'll I'll look at quarterbacks then. I like my talent other places.
1: So before switching divisions, let me get any everybody's NFC East hot take. Who wins a division? Early prediction. New York. <laughs> New York. Great.
4: <laughs> um Washington. <laughs>
0: Perfect.
1: I'll put those down for you too.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna go I have to do a Dallas. Yeah, no bias. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest and say bias, and not, bias. And not, be biased. Why would I be biased? It's a freaking Cowboys. <laughs> because uh,
1: uh, Andy and Dalton did not and... go to the Patriots? <laughs> oh, oh
4: yeah, 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 because I'm an Andy Dalton fan.
1: It's a real tough decision for me, but I think Dallas has the early favorite for the division. <laughs> biased. <laughs> yeah, oh, what do I, you mean uh, biased?
3: <laughs> I go, I go to Dallas. Because I think Philly's strength of schedule get them slip down to
2: a wild card. You are all sleeping on the Giants right now. You are all sleeping on the
1: Giants. (laughs) Yep, we're sleeping on the Giants, and the Giants' defense is sleeping on themselves. So
2: we'll go ahead. (laughs) We'll go ahead and
1: switch gears and uh, go ahead. I have a question
5: for Vaughn. Yeah, what are the odds uh, that or are they any odds? that say that uh, Jalen Hurst will be starting for the Eagles <laughs> <laughs>
3: throughout the season? There actually are odds on whether backup quarterbacks will start, so I'll have to look that up while we segue into the next thing. I'll get Let's back do that.
1: Up. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's segue over again. Our second half of this show is going to be the rest of the divisions uh, that we are covering. Miles is going to lead us in, but don't forget, this is also brought to you by SATX Rated. You can catch them on their Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook Social media accounts, if you're coming to San Antonio, you live in San Antonio, you really want to find out where the best deals are or hidden gems, go to SATX Rated. They will definitely have prizes for you and opportunities for you to be a part of their group. Miles, bring us in with your second division.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to take on the AFC West, like I said earlier. Pick them because uh, that's who the NFC South is playing as their AFC opponents. Uh, obviously, we got to jump right into the defending champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are going to see play first on Thursday Night Football, Thursday, September 10th, against the Houston Texans, and that's an interesting matchup because obviously Houston's been in a lot of hot water this offseason, but you got to remember that the last time these two played was Houston was kicking their ass, and then Kansas City came back that what they were down like 24 points like that's insane uh houston really got curbed there and i think that there's gonna be some resentment there but with the stigma around houston i think they might be getting a little slept on here i I could see houston actually contending a lot more than people think they will i'm not gonna make any predictions quite yet uh but that's gonna be a good game Obviously, a couple of big matchups. Kansas City is going to be in the spotlight a lot, especially in primetime games. You got Baltimore on Monday night football. You got to play the Patriots the week after. Bills on Thursday night football. That's interesting because normally Thursday night games are divisional matchups. So you're getting a non-divisional matchup there with the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, and then they play two more Sunday night football games with the Raiders and the Broncos. And I like that Broncos one. That's going to be interesting because, you know, the Broncos are trying to build up a system like the Chiefs did and go load it up on the offense. So we're going to see how that game goes. Could be a total barn burner. Hell, it might even chalk us and be a total defensive game. You never know. Um, overall, the Chiefs have a balanced schedule. I'd say they can, they're the best team in the NFL as of right now. I think you can't say that anyone that isn't the Super Bowl champions is the best team in the NFL. So Oh, honestly, they got to play the Jets. They got to play the Panthers. They have to play the Dolphins. uh, They got to play the Buccaneers. So I think that those are all kind of easy wins uh, because those are super, super lackluster defenses. And if you don't even have like a slight defense, you're screwed against Kansas City. Uh, Obviously, like I mentioned earlier, they got to play the Falcons. That's going to be interesting because, uh, I mean, I like what the Falcons are doing on defense. uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle Pat Mahomes. Uh, overall the Chiefs have a tough have a balanced schedule like I said I think obviously once again they're still the favorites to win the division Um, but moving on to the Chargers who open up against Cincinnati and Joe Burrow uh, that could really like decide how this season goes because you got to think Tyrod Taylor is going to be starting week one unless Herbert just all of a sudden shocks us in the preseason or something and he just turns out to be a stud so you know if they get destroyed or lose to Cincinnati, it could be just an unfortunate season for Los Angeles. Or they come out and they just thrash Cincinnati, and then they got to go play Kansas week two, and they're coming off a big win. So you never know with LA. I think that that first four or five games, you got to throw the Panthers, the Buccaneers, and the Raiders in there is really going to dictate how that schedule goes. A couple other notable matchups. Obviously, they played the Chiefs twice. Um, they played the Saints on October 12th. And they play uh, the Bills on the 29th. They do have to play the Jets, the Dolphins, the Jags, um, the Raiders, obviously, because it's the same division. A lot of easy games there. And like I said, if they can come off hot against Cincinnati and beat those, you know, lower and lower tier teams, it could be a good season for this for the Chargers. Especially since those games are spread throughout the season. Um, definitely going to be, you know, a season to watch. Obviously, there's the Broncos that loaded up on offense. Um, I, I'm not sure about the Broncos quite yet. I mentioned this before the show started that uh, they have a pretty pretty solid t- or first uh, eight games opening up against Tennessee on Monday night. They got to play Pittsburgh week two, Tampa week three, the Jets week four. Not any space. Spectacular teams there, a co- like a few playoff contenders and then the New York Jets. Uh, but all games they could either easily win or easily lose. I think is gonna be um it's gonna be interesting to see how those first four games go. You're gonna get a good idea of what Denver's looking like after that Jets game. Cause then they gotta go into New England, Miami, Kansas City, and Atlanta. Those are gonna be a tough four games. I mean, maybe not Miami. You gotta see how they're sort of developing as the season starts. Um with Kansas and New England, obviously super tough matchups there. Uh that defense has to figure out a way to stop Pat Mahomes, and that offense has to figure out a way to get, to get past that Pat's defense. So definitely going to see how those two sides of the ball work for Denver. Obviously, I, I, that Atlanta game—you got to come into Atlanta, or sorry, I guess I think they're playing home against Atlanta here. Oh no, they're going into Atlanta. So that's going to be tough. Uh, Atlanta is not an easy place to win in. So going to see their test of road skills there. That latter half: Raiders, Chargers, Panthers. Uh, Raiders twice actually. Chargers twice. Panthers. Uh, easy matchups per se but you never know obviously you gotta wait till you see how those teams turn out but the Saints the Chiefs the Bills three really tough games there um, so the Broncos could sneak in as a playoff team since they have a fairly decent schedule with a couple of tough games in the first half and the latter half but overall I'd say 10 to 12 games they could probably manage pretty easily uh, but Moving on to the last team, the Raiders, and like I mentioned before, the show started as well, Uh, the Raiders just got screwed in their opening eight games. Have to open up against the Panthers, then they got to go play the Saints on Monday Night Football, the Patriots week three, the Bills week four, the Chiefs week five, the Bucks, week seven, Uh, they have their bye week in uh, week six, and then the Cleveland Browns in week eight. Those first eight games are absolutely horrible for the Raiders. Uh, I think it's very real that they could start off 0-7 in that span there. Um, They play the Chargers week 9, the Broncos week 10, Chiefs week 11. Those next three games, still super tough, but they do get to play uh, two of those three at home, Kansas and Denver. Um, once those offenses are loaded up but you never know at home anything can happen especially against division rivals then they got to go into Atlanta and then go into New York in week 12 and week 13 probably not going to win those two I think the Jets can at least get one win this season and I don't want to be surprised if it was against the Raiders um, before finishing up their season with three home games the Colts the Chargers the Dolphins and then finishing the season in Denver those last four games are their best chance for for a collection of wins there. I mean, the Colts are looking like they're going to be a powerhouse. The Chargers and Dolphins are obviously in clear rebuild, and we still are sort of mum on what the Denver Broncos could be this season. Overall, I don't see the, the Raiders getting any more than four or five wins, quite honestly, maybe even less than that. They're going to come dead last. I think the Broncos could buy for a playoff spot, but uh, ultimately this is the Chiefs division to lose
1: yeah it looks it looks very much like the Chiefs are the favorite in that in that division if you had to choose a team that looked like they have a good wild card favorable spot would it be the Denver Broncos
2: yeah but like I said the Chargers have a lot of easy games to play with the Bengals the Jets the Dolphins the Jags the Raiders twice Um, obviously depending how Denver looks you know, they might even be some easy games there. So I think that depending how well the Chargers t- come out to be, like we got to think this is still a good team with a lot of great players and they had our super solid draft. Obviously, you know, it just comes down to how well Tyrod Taylor slash Justin Herbert plays, how that like O-line holds up as well. But that defense, like Vaughn has said a lot uh, throughout this show, uh, it's it's not going to be fun to play that Chargers starting defense. So, they could shut down a lot of offenses there. If they could shut down Denver, I think the Chargers might actually have the favorable spot here.
1: Over under Tyrod Taylor starts five games this season. Over. Over.
2: I think, I think half, 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 half and half. Half for, okay. for Tyrod before he starts losing a couple games. And then, you know, he'll probably come out and suck against the Chiefs, the Bucs, and the Patriots. And then Herbert will come in and lead them to the playoffs. And, and when they <laughs> <leave>. <laughs>
1: All right. So <laughs> let's let's transition over to Vaughn. Vaughn, let's hear about the second division you're covering in this schedule release tonight. Um,
3: I didn't get a sign one because I knew Dre was going to do one, but I know we didn't cover what, the NFC North?
1: NFC North. And Dre, that's actually your division, so Packer land. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, bye, man. Yeah, did, you, did you
3: look <laughs> over <out> your <practice laughs> stuff in
5: yet, man? It is. Give me a second. I was eating a cookie because you were – Bond was next.
3: I will say – Oh, my God.
5: I got you. I you. So,
3: but I will say that the NFC North – I was writing a, a smaller article that I'm going to put out next month on that division, but from what I looked at them early on, a lot of them didn't get that much better, in my opinion. Um, the Bears, I, they declined the, the fifth-year option on Trubisky, so Nick Foles. Apparently, January, why is that
5: puzzling? It, it's it, the right choice, it is. <laughs> it sucks. I,
3: mean, I, already, I looked at the betting odds, and uh, Nick Foles is minus 300 to be the starter week one, so it's not even close. He is
5: going to be the starter, uh, yeah.
3: So, I mean, the Bears have clearly turned the page on that. Uh, they'll probably be in rebuild mode. Detroit, I mean, they're going to be probably an offensive show, but defensively, they're going to be terrible.
5: uh,
3: you know, Green Bay didn't get that much worse. Uh, I was writing. I'm going to uh, pick up on them, but they're over-under is nine and a half wins for Green Bay this year. And uh, in the NFC North division, I feel like them and Minnesota, are, those two teams are going to be the nine, 10, or 11 teams. And I think they still are probably the favorite. So that's really you know, my, my you know, narrow down take on the NFC North, I guess, without diving deep into the, the schedules.
1: Dre, what about you, Dre? This is your division. This is your domain. So talk to us a little bit about what you think.
5: Alright, well the uh football gods have come down and blessed our division <laughs> with the greatest schedule ever. Because we are probably gonna be the worst division in football. <laughs> uh, I mean I, I just heard. look just look at just look at the Bears first weeks. They go to Detroit, that's a loss. They play the Giants, that's a loss, Falcons, Colts. Tampa, Panthers, Rams, Saints, Titans. Jesus, so fuck. If they the, so if they don't win those first so two
3: games, they're not winning the next eight.
5: So that's like 0-9 already. And then <laughs> the, then Detroit plays. Uh, they got that Bears game, so that's, that's probably their only win. Then they go to Green Bay. They go to Arizona. They go to New Orleans. They play Minshew, Falcons, Colts at Minnesota at Houston so once again maybe 2 and 2 and 7 or something and then Minnesota they play Green Bay then they go to Indianapolis they play the Titans they go, they go to Houston they go to Seattle they play the Falcons oh. they go to Green Bay oh it's oh,
3: a terrible spin <laughs> oh man
5: yeah Green that's awful
3: Green Bay go up. Pac-
5: well, we we we've we kind of have the same thing. I mean, we start off uh, playing Minnesota uh, on the road, then then we got Detroit, so that's that's a win. Then we got the Saints, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, <coughs> Texans, <clears throat> and uh, then we got the Vikings at home, so that's probably a win. But then we go to Indianapolis. <laughs> so I mean, that's a tough H. There's a pretty. There's a yeah, pretty a uh, tough high percentage that I mean the Packers could be leading the division with only three wins by Week Nine or something. <laughs> Jordan Jordan Love comes in Week
3: Nine to save the season.
5: Oh uh-huh. <laughs> with the with with the best draft in the in the entire in, in the past twenty years, of course. <laughs> It was got bad. the steal, of the draft with Jordan
3: Love. Are you, are you happy with Devin Funchess? Do you think he's going to impact the Packers at all? No one's talking
5: about him. I mean, he he does have a lot of potential. Uh, I I know that the uh, everybody's trashing the Packers uh, because they didn't get a wide out. and I mean you you gotta you gotta remember that these past couple of years we've drafted a lot of wide receivers, and and they've got most of them have gotten injured. So, I mean, you you got you got to give him an opportunity, I guess. Uh, it it yeah, seems St. Brown, Brown is St. Brown is 100 healthy, and and I mean, Punch is, is supposed to be healthy now because obviously he missed last year with the Colts. Yeah. So, I mean, on, on paper you have a couple of receivers that have potential. So I guess that's what he the coaching staff is. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the the problem is once they drop their first two or three balls, then that 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 will be it. Because <laughs> Rogers will not look their way anymore, and he'll just keep forcing it into Devonte Adams and <laughs> throwing it away, which is his new thing.
1: <laughs> so, it's actually I
5: have, a good thing I mean,
4: for a quarterback to do. I only have one team.
1: I only I only have one team coming out of this division for the playoffs. I don't think the Vikings make it this year. That's my hot take that the Vikings drop out from being a playoff team. So, so for you, uh, given, given the strength of schedule, I mean, are what we call the strength of schedule right now from what we rate the teams, um, do you have multiple teams coming out of this division? um, And who do you see as a favorite now? Green Bay? Yeah.
5: hell no. I mean, I don't even, I don't even want to consider Green Bay to be a favorite, but uh, I mean, the, the last couple of games, I mean, we got, we got five, Games at home and three on the road, so that might actually give us the edge just of winning the division. But that's that's probably it, yeah. Uh, we
1: but yeah, I mean, yeah, NRC North not feeling too good, not feeling too good tonight.
3: No, it's gonna be tough for them too. That's that's definitely the toughest schedule wise that I think we broke down so far tonight here. And I think that the Packers are the favorites, even it's not a small one, but like you said, the Likens. They lost their head coach. They lost Stephon Diggs, their best, best pass catcher. That rushing attack was the best they ever had under Stefanski, and now he's with the Browns. How is that was going to be with a new head coach and a new run game? Top corner. I mean, There's a lot of questions with that tough schedule to figure that out. I mean, I, I would be – I'm more inclined – I think it's obvious that two teams, the NFC South, make it in before the NFC North do. But I would be more inclined to say, that the Falcons have a better chance to make it than maybe the Vikings do. I agree. Damn right. You're damn right. All
1: right. All right. Take it easy, Miles. Take it easy, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 calm I down over there. 20, it's more likely that I'm in that division
3: than two in the other. So. It's, it's
1: Miles, all, Miles is that guy in the in the courtroom on uh, Big Daddy? Hell yeah! <laughs> it's,
2: it's all right. I'll I'll be fine when my team wins the division. Your Cowboys go nine and seven. Patriots make the seventh seed. Pittsburgh misses the playoffs again, and Green Bay loses Aaron Rodgers to an ACL injury.
1: If the Cowboys are nine and seven, they might have won the division. So I'm okay with that.
2: Wait, I got, the Patriots, I got, the Patriots got a
4: seven seed. I'm, I'm happy with that this year, too.
1: How's oh, you're making us I, happy I, here. The, the,
4: fal-
5: <laughs> <laughs> the Falcons and Julio Jones mid to the to the 49ers. Yeah, Julio and Aaron in a bun
1: New England midseason. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let's segue.
2: Go ahead, Quinn yeah, Miles. I, uh, the Caesars Palace just released their game lines for week one. And the Texans open up as eleven point underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. The 49ers are the 49ers are seven point favorites against the Cardinals. The Pats are five and a half point favorites against the Dolphins. The Ravens are ten point favorites against the Browns. The Bills are six and a half point favorites against the Jets. The Panthers are one point favorites against the Raiders. The Seahawks are one and a half favorites for against the Falcons. Saints are six and a half point favorites against the Bucks. Um, the Eagles are six and a half point wow. favorites against the Redskins. The Bears are one point favorites against the Lions, or, or yeah, uh, the Colts are seven point favorites against the Jags. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites against the Packers. The Chargers wow. are five and a, or five points favorites against the Bengals. Cowboys two and a half points versus the Rams. Steelers three points versus the Giants, and Broncos three points versus Tennessee. There's a lot of those. That are like right now. There
1: are. Saints,
2: Some of those are going to change. That's going to change. Saints that's, six, that's change.
3: Saints six be like point favorite
5: against Tampa. That's ridiculous. Get it now. That's going to be, be much closer. Check. Get it now. Yeah. <laughs> Get hey, the stimulus check. Yeah, go bet. Put your 1,200 go there on. <laughs> plus six. Uh, <laughs> right that's like only or three and a half. <clears throat> Dude, that plus six is sounding pretty good right now. That, that's well, on 1,200 Brady on
3: plus six. Tom Brady effects. Watch, man. There's some good lines. Do they have the over-unders yet? Because there's some teams that, like, I would love to crash the unders on right
2: away. Uh, I'll try and find some, but I'll let you know.
1: Miles is going to research that. We're going to take a triple-double segue over to Steve Reisner, Triple-double Academy down in the Rio Grande Valley. If you have a child underneath the age of 17, they play basketball. That is where you want to go. Reach out and triple-double basketball academy on Facebook now. The general, Steve Reisner, take us to your division. Who are you covering?
4: Uh, You didn't give me one.
1: Tampa Bay. So this is Tampa Bay, right?
4: No, Miles covered them. It would be the West. NFC West. NFC West. All right, let me see what I can pull up here. My we can talk NFC fucking... West
1: in general, then. Let's talk about yeah. the NFC West.
4: Yeah, my, my internet was down uh, before. That's what I went outside. All right. I, I, I I've,
1: got a,
2: I've got an over-under here, if you want me to start listing them.
1: Yeah, list them so we I can call the NFC West.
2: All right. Uh, Houston, Texas, at Kansas City Chiefs, the over-under for that is 56 and a half. Woo! Book it. The Raiders and Panthers don't have a over-under quite yet. The Eagles at Redskins over-under is 45 and a half. The uh. Seattle Seahawks at the Falcons over-under is 49. The Jets at the Bills over-under is 40 and a half. The Bears at the Lions is 44 and a half. The Dolphins at the Patriots is 44. The Packers at the Vikings is 47. Browns at the Ravens is 49 and Colts at Jags at 47 Chargers and Bengals at 46 Cardinals and Niners at 45 Buccaneers and Saints at 49 and a half Cowboys at Rams uh, at 50 Steelers and Giants at 48 and a half Titans and Broncos at 42 Steelers and Giants at
1: 48 and a half. Uh, Yeah, no way. Uh, Yeah book the Cowboys Rams that's gonna that's gonna be a high scoring game
3: I um I didn't see any odds on Jalen Hurts to start but I did see someone on Fanduel pick Jalen Hurts as the first quarterback of this class to start a playoff game because <laughs> game.
5: And I love it I love it The odds for that, you gotta call, you gotta call, you gotta call Luke. Uh,
3: but Tua Tua was plus 350 to start week one, that was the only uh significant uh odds on a quarterback to start. So, if you were a betting man on that, $20 to win 70 is like the fair deal if you're going to do a minimum bet on that.
0: Well,
1: let's talk talk about the NFC West now and the NFC West. We're looking at uh, a few teams that we really kept our eye on, the 49ers. Seahawks claim this is their division, so we'll really dissect their schedule in just a second. And then you have the Rams trying to have a redemption year, and the Cardinals, tons of of talent added to that team, and we'll hope to see that group come up. Uh, uh, Immediately, I look at the San Francisco 49ers schedule because they are the team to beat in the NFC West if you look at last year's odds. And they have, they have a, a pretty good schedule here when you talk about um, having in the first half of the year you have matchups against the Jets, the Cardinals, the Eagles. You have the Patriots and the Rams back-to-back in there traveling to New England and then having to travel to Seattle. So looking at the first half of the season, not an easy first half of the season um, for the 49ers. Um, I do predict them to be somewhere around 5-4 uh, and four or 6-2. and two. Uh, I'm sorry, five, five and three or six and two coming out of that uh, that 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 schedule, and then in the back half you have Packers, Saints, Rams right in the beginning, then the Bills right after that, um, Cowboys, Cardinals, and Seahawks to end it. So the back half is not any easier. What do you guys think about that 49ers strength of schedule?
2: Niners 49 uh, missing the playoff.
1: Wow, uh, missing the playoff. Ouch.
3: Back half sure.
1: schedule is pretty I'm, brutal. You some good money Red on games. that one.
3: That could be possible, though. I mean, you're, they're one injury away. You know, if, honestly, if George Kittle went down for more than six, seven games, you know they could be in trouble offensively if their running attack's not the same. But you
4: know, and you know they so they could be in day. for that Super Bowl hang, that Super Bowl loss hangover too.
1: Yep. Miles that's, Miles that's would know all about thing. that. Miles, Miles, yeah. Miles, yeah,
4: he got it the worst. worst
2: The fuck. Uh, they
5: figure out that Jimmy G is not the option.
2: Well, they side, side, Cam Newton week four, and he leaves it to the Super Bowl. Oh,
1: I'd rather, I'd rather a Kaepernick story, but we won't touch that. We won't touch that. So, so the, the, the Seahawks don't have any easier of a schedule. They have matchups against the Falcons, which I'm sure the Bird Bowl is going to be really big for uh miles over there. They have the Patriots, Cowboys, Vikings before their bye week. They also play the Bills in the first half of their schedule. They will play the Eagles and a bunch of nobodies before they get to the, to the Rams and Niners at the end of the year. So really a back half easy schedule. Um, if you're the Seahawks, I think you're smiling a little bit this schedule because your second half of the year doesn't look nearly as difficult as the first half while the Niners are battling the entire season. Um, Seahawks said it's their division. They now have a favorable schedule. I mean, given that we think the teams play out the way they are. How do you guys feel about the Seahawks and their schedule?
2: They're going to miss the playoffs, and the Cardinals is going to win the division, and the Rams are going to come second, and the Niners also miss the playoffs. That's my bold prediction. Wow.
5: Okay. (laughs) uh, I'll back that up. Uh, The Cardinals winning the division. Uh, What is happening on this show? We haven't even been on this long. I
3: think this got a favorable stretch. I'm with you on that one, Ernest.
4: Giants, yeah.
1: Jets, and Redskins before they take on the Rams and the Niners. Exactly. Four and one. That's yeah. Easily. Easily. And if they were to sweep and that, that they, they end the season 5-0 and oh, with a ton of momentum and probably a buy in the playoffs.
3: And let's be honest, I think if there's going to be a year that Russell Wilson wins MVP, this, this is probably very likely that it's going to be this year or next year, I think, in his career.
1: If you look and at this uh, – yeah, because if you look at the secondaries he's facing, really the 49ers twice is his big – it's his big problem. Everybody else has questionable secondaries all the way around. The entire schedule has questionable secondaries. If the Vikings regress and the Cowboys regress, like they, people are predicting, and the Patriots' defense regresses, then and the Falcons don't, you know, they're trying hey, to find hey, chemistry hey, week one. Hey, I didn't say anything bad. Hey, I just said you're finding chemistry hey, week one. A lot of those, a lot of hey, those teams
2: are. Isaiah really Oliver <laughs> is the next <laughs> shut down corner. Isaiah okay. Oliver. It's gotta is play the some games first, corner. though. You gotta play some
1: games first, but it's week AJ one. Terrell. Come on, Kendall man. So Kendall at <laughs> Where's the mute button? <laughs>
5: we're talking about... We're, <laughs> what
1: are you saying, Dre? Say it, Dre. Don't hold back.
5: No, look at the Cardinals' schedule, all right? They they got the Redskins. They got the Lions. They got the Panthers. They got the Jets. They're losing they to the They got Cowboys. the Cowboys. They're losing to the Cowboys. They got... They got
2: what Seattle is, at your home. Your
1: team's not getting My team is way they more talented Patriots. than the Cardinals by far.
2: Uh, they got okay. the Giants. Kyler over Dak. DeAndre Hopkins over Amari.
1: Name the other receivers, Fitz, though. It's all Dallas. And then Larry, coach Larry coach, Fitzgerald, and running back Fitzgerald, goes to so Dallas. Well, the line goes to Dallas. Team the defense so goes, well, goes well, to Larry Dallas. You are you Fitzy. delusional.
5: Fitzy. Dude, the is just the only thing that you gotta do to, to beat the Cowboys is stuff the line. Because they're you gonna have, do three are gonna not, do three running plays, three running plays in a row, and it's gonna be that uh <clears throat> thirty-two uh well they're probably gonna change the name, but but it's that uh they run up through behind the tackle three consecutive times and that's the that's the only thing they do.
1: So I'm, I, I'm not I even
5: going
2: to entertain
1: this because you guys are delusional about the Cowboys. I'm, I'm just going to say that
2: money that the card, I'm willing to put money at the Cardinals have a better win loss record and also average more points than the
1: Cowboys do. Put it. Well, how much we'll make the bet on live Facebook, Facebook. Live uh, right yes,
4: now. let's do uh, this. Yes. Whatever, make,
1: make, the, make the bet live. Make the,
2: the bet. Whatever make $25, $25 American is in Canadian.
1: Perfect. All right. You guys heard it. We got the bet. Easily the, the easiest better, easiest money I've ever made. I
4: don't, I don't know how to do that. Convert that stuff in my head. Is Canadian money I, the same as U.S. money? Is it? I don't know. No, not, <laughs> no,
0: no, our no money it's is not.
2: worth a this lot is different. less. Yeah. Your yeah, worth so our, a lot our economy less. is garbage
4: Fuck. right go now. Go to
1: Niagara Falls. You go gamble in Canada. That's what you do. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you guys
4: sell a lot of asbestos over there, but you know. <laughs> Let's go I'll to the last. Right now,
1: let's I'm go to the last division. Let's talk about the AFC.
5: Go ahead. 25 American is 35 Canadian.
1: Get them ready, Miles. Go. I don't want to hear it at the end of the season. Let's talk about the AFC South. <laughs> the AFC South, uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about just a little bit. We're not, I'm not going to break it down too, too much. But uh, Titans, uh, Colts, and Jaguars, uh, schedules don't look too bad. Let's, t- let's start with the Colts. A um, couple of uh, wishy-washy games in the beginning. You got Minshew Mania first week traveling to Jacksonville. And then going to Minnesota, who I, again, am not very high on. So I think that's going to be a, a win for them. Then the Jets. Um, and then they have their first real matchup, which is going to Chicago um, and having to play there. It's a very tough place to play. Then they go Cleveland and Cincinnati before the bye. Easily Indianapolis could be 6-1 and one, if not undefeated by the bye week. Um, and then they go against Detroit, Baltimore, Tennessee out of the bye. Uh, then Green Bay. Baltimore, Green Bay are kind of a, some highlighted matchups. Where we'll really see the test of the team and how good they really are. Um, and then Tennessee twice in between their sandwich. That's going to be test as well. They end the season kind of going on a a tough stretch. They go to Houston, then they travel to Las Vegas. And just the traveling part is, is what is concerning. And then they come back and play Houston at home and then travel to Pittsburgh. So if we're dissecting the Colts season, I really think the back half after the bye is really going to be a true testament for this team. What do you guys think about the Colts with Phillip Rivers starting at the, at, at, at,
3: the, at the helm. I mean, last year those injuries really took them back <laughs> a step with the quarterback position, but Phillip Rivers hasn't missed a game since what, 2004 when he first started starting for the Chargers. So, best-case scenario, I mean, this team wins 10 or 11 games in a week, eight, so the defense looks a little better. I mean, DeForest Buckner, that was a big pickup. I would think get Christian Fulton, if I'm not mistaken, too. Um, right, yeah, they've got
2: Christian Fulton,
3: Huh? Titans got Christian. Ford. Titans got Christian for that right. try. Titans got two uh, two nasty first round, two nasty defenders. But yeah, the Colts. I mean, the ceiling is up. If Ty Hillen stays healthy, they could be something with Michael Pittman and one two punch with Jonathan Taylor. <clears throat> but, you know, it's uh, it's really seven wins to ten, wins anywhere in between there, fifty fifty team.
1: Now I don't want to touch too much on the Jaguars. I think they're I gonna
4: make the playoffs. The Colts. Yes. The favorite thing. So I, I thought he meant the Jaguars.
1: I know. Me too. I was about to. I was about to say. Okay. Come on now. Um. Now. Now, when it comes to when it comes to the the Jaguars, the Jaguars under Minshew Mania, this is going to be an interesting season for them because they have a tough matchup with Denver to start, Jacksonville, many right after that, but then they get a tough stretch at home. They play Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Houston. I think the only thing that goes for them in that beginning uh, half is going to be that they're at home. But that's three very good teams. Easily can be one and five, oh and six, if they if things go really the wrong way. Um, they they then go into the bye. They play at Cincinnati, then they go in a really rough stretch, Chicago, Indianapolis, at Baltimore, at Indianapolis, and then they end the season at Green Bay and at Houston with a couple of, of games I'm skipping over. But if you look at the Jaguars' schedule, the talent on the team, uh, what do you guys make of Jacksonville? And 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 they're they got two really tough stretches in there where they can easily go zero and eight in those, and they're easily out of playoff contention. Um, how do you guys I feel about Jacksonville? Tough Jacksonville.
5: I think uh, I actually think uh, Minshew's going to have like a Fitz Magic type of season. So he's going to throw like five thousand yards and maybe come close to thirty touchdowns. But the Jaguars are going to win like four games. <laughs> So, it's going to be he, he something like really that. They
3: yeah, have a really good season, but I, yeah, they're going to be bad. I think that is, you see they're not going to play for coaching or management as much. I think that's one of the teams that are, like, the forefront of – them and the Houston Texans are two great examples, I think, of teams that within the first six to eight games of the season, we're going to see whether they're going to play or quit on their coaching staff and the rest of the team. So
4: that's And the, the Texans best. are going to quit.
3: Yeah, I, that's why I feel like those like those two teams oh. going the are going to probably be two and six and
2: mail it in. So, do you guys think Jacksonville is the worst team in the league? No. Yeah. They're they're they're, they're bottom three.
1: They're bottom three for me.
2: Yeah.
4: No. I don't. I don't. I. Again, I I hate saying who's the worst team in the league until I yeah start, yeah you know? I know
1: it's it's really early but I, early, I, early early I take? gotta see I how
4: do. bad a lot of these teams look. Well,
5: <laughs> Jacksonville's defense is pretty good, so you can't rate them at the th- at the bottom three. I mean,
4: they got rid of a lot of talent, though. I mean, yeah, they got like, rid of like most they, of that defense. They, they do. Have they're some good they're, good they're another they team it, that the the Patriots broke them, and then they all fell apart.
1: Our uh, Here we did, go. Did,
4: did Danny Amendola broke their hearts. Here we go. So Miles, the rest was history.
3: Miles, who do you got as the worst, like
2: three worst teams? I gotta say, I'm gonna put Jacksonville and then I'm gonna say Washington and the Jets yes. as my three worst teams in the NFL. Wow. And I think honestly,
4: yeah, honestly, you, for, you, for you
2: gotta I take the, 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 that. All three of those teams are going to be vying for Trevor Lawrence because if the Washington Redskins and the Jets falter, I guarantee it's because Haskins or Darnold aren't playing up to par. Darnold has no excuses this season. Darnold has not played good up to this point, in my opinion. And everyone's saying, oh, well, the talent round isn't that great. That O-line isn't that good. You know, he only had Le'Veon Bell last year. Uh, No receivers. It doesn't matter. Look at what fucking Tom Brady's done with fucking Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Muhammad Sanu, who can't catch shit, and fucking Jacoby Myers, an undrafted rookie. Like shit, mm-hmm. any quarterback can do good with fucking garbage receivers. So if Sam Darnold doesn't step his shit up, he's out. I wow. wouldn't,
4: I wouldn't, uh, no, nope. the Patriots to...
2: receivers were garbage last season. The Patriots, receivers no, they were garbage, they, last they
4: season. garbage, but I mean, like Tom Brady is a much more capable quarterback than. My point is – The bitches are tanking. The bitches are tanking. When did this become ESPN?
1: (laughs) Wow. Maybe maybe Sam Darnold gets traded to New England.
4: Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) Watch,
2: Watch this. After this season, Josh Rosen finds a new home, and he finally becomes a franchise quarterback.
1: Watch it. We'll have to see about that. Carolina. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's talk about the Titans. The Titans made Dallas? a deep, deep run
4: in the playoffs, and, and I can see
5: that. I could the see them t- going to Dallas.
4: Yeah, I mean, after after Andy Dalton leaves, they're gonna need somebody, right?
0: Who knows? Who knows? A a said, Mason, Rose Rose Rose. Rose who knows? Who knows? Jerry did, Jones will pick
4: up in the shower.
1: That's true. Gary Jones, Gary Jones in the shower is a dangerous man. You guys watch. They already it. said. Wait,
5: before we before we leave this this discussion, they already said that Jerry Jones does not have that relationship with Dak. That Dak does not like accepting invitations that Jerry throws at him. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that right now. No, Packers, pa- for, everybody,
1: for everybody watching, Dre, our Packers beat writer, wants to tell us how Dallas Insider News is happening. But I am completely with you on that, Dre. Thank you for that. <clears> nice so and, 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 um, real,
4: real, real quick, have any of you guys seen the last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis? Ernest, tell me you have.
1: No, but I'm going to add that to my list. Oh,
4: I am right. I am oh. two seasons deep so now on the
1: Shield, and that was a fantastic recommendation. It's a fantastic show. Oh,
4: you've started watching that. I'm great two show. seasons
1: in. Yep, it is. But, so
4: so Jerry Jones is basically just like the corrupt um, NFL owner that's in that's like the bad guy in um in The Last Boy Scout. That's that's all about uh, gambling and drugs and sports. So Dak you, Dak you guys would like that. I'm gonna have to Jerry see it, Jones <laughs> over.
1: I think I think eventually either like four games into the season, Dak's gonna sign a thirty two and a half million dollar contract or a thirty three and a half with extra incentives.
2: Wow, that's that's really generous considering he still wants a $40 billion contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he won't get it, but he'll get incentives that could lead up to $40 million if he gets into the no, Super Bowl. No, he, he's
2: something. not going to re-sign there because he knows damn well a team like Washington or the Jets is going to fucking throw $40 million at him because they don't give a shit about their money. Look at the Jets. They go spend fucking... God knows how much money on Jamison Crowder, hey, C.J. Mosley, <laughs> Truman Johnson, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. I, guarantee, I guarantee you, the Jets will throw forty plus million dollars. Who oh, will throw their
1: whole? The
2: throw their whole bankroll.
1: Let's at finish Dak the. Prescott. Let's let's not disrespect the AFC South anymore. Yes, let's let's talk about let's, let's talk go. about the AFC South and the Titans. The Titans have a schedule. On, of- what are the odds? What are the odds of Dak going to
5: the Colts? We're not. We're <laughs> right not going to talk. Right now, gonna- it's
3: plus 300, and nine months, it's going to be like minus
1: 160. Let's <laughs> okay. let's cut. We'll cut that off. So so the Titans are the first part of their schedule. They're going to have to play Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Houston <sighs> in the first half. It's a homestand, but still three very tough games, especially ending with Houston before the bye. In the back half of their schedule, they have Chicago and Indianapolis at home, and then going to Baltimore and Indianapolis after that, and ending the season. Um, on the road, how do we feel about the Titans' schedule um, and how they look uh, for for their outlook? Titans,
2: probably. I think the Titans finally win that division and yeah. like actually start taking control. Like, uh, it all comes down to Tannehill. It comes down to Tannehill. You give him this big contract extension, and that's really worrisome because, I mean, think about how many one great season quarterbacks season or quarterbacks have had, and then they get a big contract and they go play like dog shit. So. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Tannehill. I liked what he did in Miami. I loved what he did in Tennessee. I mean, he didn't have a great supporting – like, management fucked him over in Miami. I'll put it straight. and They did not give a shit about Tannehill in Miami. And he goes to Tennessee. All of a sudden, they care about him. They give him the money. They go get him weapons. Yeah, I think Johnu Smith is actually someone super underrated. I think he's going to have a great season and probably a waiver-wire pickup in fantasy that people should start looking out for. Um A.J. Brown, obviously, is going to be that number one guy there. Derrick Henry and uh, the Appalachian State running back, Darrington Evans that they drafted. Whew, that's going to be a deadly one-two combo. I like that Tennessee offense. I think it's, it's set up for Tannehill to succeed, and then it all comes down to that.
1: Hot take on uh, from our NFL ticket winner, Dan and Isa. He's saying that Aaron Rodgers will be traded before the season even starts. So hot take on our feed. Um let's let's talk oh.
4: let's let's talk a little
1: bit about the text before <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> before, before we wrap up and, and hey, and hey thanks
4: for tuning in again, Dan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To, to who? I talked to, to who? him on the phone. I know that guy.
1: Yeah, Dan, to go ahead who? and put on, go ahead and put to who on there. That way we can we can comment on that. Um but the te- I've got i I've got a question. Go ahead, Dre. Over over
5: under uh AJ Brown will be a top five wide receiver. Top, oh, fives? By top
2: five top five like in fantasy or overall I both I guess I, Under. Think, Under. I think you, you got to look at the field I mean he had a thousand receiving yards. I don't remember how t- how many touchdowns he had. I think it was like six or something
3: say so if he gets
2: those years. yeah if he gets those touchdowns up, I mean a thousand receiving <laughs> yards plus like nine or ten touchdowns, that's top five in fantasy it could be at least yeah, overall. PPR. I don't know how
3: many, how significant Ryan Tannehill is actually going to be throwing the ball in season two when teams are probably going to know what they're going to right. be throwing, throwing at him as much more. But
1: two thousand nineteen stats: fifty two catches, a uh, little over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, one hundred sixty five mm-hmm. fantasy points. See, that's a
3: that's a lot of uh, that's a good average for for fifty two catches. Like that's really yeah. turn it on the second half of the play. year though.
1: Second half of the year for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I'm, I'm happy that I got getting. him in the
3: tenth round last
2: year. So
1: that's a good steal. The the, the big
2: thing is that is he had a lot of big games on low catches like i mean his first game was three catches for 100 yards right. so he has to just he has to consistently plays. get a lot of catches that aren't just big plays he has to be that consistent reliable option because they don't have a consistent reliable option in tennessee that isn't named derrick henry
3: yes yeah, answer your question jay i think that we could definitely agree with miles hit on too that he would be a significant top five option for a standard league PPR, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near a top five guy. But standard league,
1: probably. I, I think, think he's, he's a wide receiver right one. I think bit. he's top 12.
3: Can we mm, agree he's
1: top 12 uh, in standard?
3: He's, only, he's, he's like 12 to 15 for me. I was
2: I had him at 14. Yeah, was, like, okay. Yeah, 12, 12 to 15. I agree with that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, let's finish off the hey, division doing... and the schedule. Uh, hold that thought, Dre. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the Houston Texans. That's going to round up our schedule analysis. Houston Texans. Oh, sixteen. Houston Texans have, a, have have a very difficult schedule. Um, just to start off, uh, their first seven games list like this: at Kansas City, at home against Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, at home against Minnesota, a home game against Jacksonville, which may be their first win at that point, and then at Tennessee, playing at home against Green Bay before a bye. Yeah, so Jesus. that is a that's tough,
2: unfortunate.
1: Tough. They're going to they're going to quit. And and uh, we, yeah, may be, we may be hearing the Trevor Lawrence to Houston as Deshaun gets traded midseason. Very you possible? never know. So so you're looking That'd at right out right of the bye, you get a back-to-back wins at Jacksonville. Cleveland, maybe Cleveland. At that point, you know if Houston may be tanking. Then you get another tough stretch with New England, an easy game against Detroit. Indianapolis, Chicago at Indianapolis, which is a very tough schedule when you're mm-hmm. on the road in Chicago in December. And then you have Cincinnati and Tennessee to end the year, and Tennessee's no gimme either. So Houston has a very difficult schedule. I wouldn't be surprised if by strength of schedule from last season, they're probably one of the top five with the, with the most difficult strength of schedule. Um, guys, let's dissect the Houston Texans. Talent-wise, we obviously think they've gone down a little bit. Um, and with this type of schedule, I don't know if they're even close to being the favorites for this division. I think that's still, that's still going to rest with Tennessee and then Indianapolis and then Houston. What do you guys think?
5: Quick, without thinking, name their, name their three wide receivers. Go.
2: Brandon, Rand- 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 Randall, Randall Cobb.
1: Yep. Yeah.
5: We,
3: they, <laughs> they, they got a decent depth. I mean, they all might be hurt by week three, but I mean, <laughs> they got some good names, to be honest. Yeah. Like, John Watson could be a viable option in
2: fantasy this year, like a top four, top four or five quarterback. Maybe throwing 40, let, 50 times. Let, let's be fair. The Texans' entire roster is always on IR by week eight. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter who they get; they just always have injury-prone players. As I get, actually, you know what? They still have a lackluster O line, and I wouldn't be shocked if Deshaun gets hurt this year, and then all of a sudden that team sinks. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets banged up and sits
3: because he doesn't want to play under Bill O'Brien. And I, would I wouldn't be surprised to see him traded next year. Either. Like, like kind of what Ernest said. I don't know about him being being this year. I think this is the year that we see them kind of just all <laughs> fall apart, and Houston just.
1: Like I don't want to say I don't want to say that about Houston, but let's check the bias out of it. That is a super difficult schedule with uh, Bill O'Brien banking that he has found this secret formula for this Houston Texans <laughs> offense. Like that's that's what he's banking is that he's got all these guys. He's got the all injury team, but he feels the talent outweighs the injuries, and they're going to stay healthy. <coughs> so that's what he's banking on, as he thinks that's going to oh, happen. Man.
2: These all, I mean, all, they all these got, guys they break got their speed. hands by catching the ball.
1: They do have speed. They do have speed. Um, and I will tell you this, and I, I said this, and everybody said stop. But every time Brandon Cooks has so, oh oh. been traded, they made the Super Bowl. So, oh god! Every time Brandon Cooks has been traded, they made the Super Bowl. So people laugh, but that it's the truth. Go check it's
0: it. Over. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's...
1: That runs gone. Or yeah. that's the shocker of the year to me. If Houston were to make the playoffs, it's a shocker of the year for me.
3: Uh, do you guys see a reload this year? If if they were totally reload, you start seeing trades fly from Houston again, because that's what he does. Do you see JJ Watt being a trade on the trade block? He <laughs> yeah. His no, yeah. He's
1: past thirty. The, past the, the only, front. the only place JJ Watt goes is Pittsburgh. Yes. The you. only that's place JJ, if they are if they are one in six <laughs> at, if they are one in six at the buy, JJ Watt's in Pittsburgh.
2: You know, I don't think
1: I don't I think Texas almost- would let him leave. <laughs> I don't know if they have a choice. <laughs> I think he forced them.
4: You know what? It over- get you nothing a for him to it would be you another classic Bill O'Brien frame. Two two third round
1: two two third rounders. A third and a fifth or something like that.
4: Yeah, but you could know, have one of the Rooney sons for all I care. Give oh O'Brien <laughs> would be like O'Brien would be like, hey, take a future first round pick and JJ Watt. Very like, well. Uh, you got like a fifth round pick this Can this year. We
3: get Mason Rudolph because we just traded the Sean Watson. Like- <laughs> Phil, O'Brien. Yep. The greatest, greatest uh, oh, Madden GM ever.
4: He's going
1: to ask, no, he's going to ask I for Ben it's... Roethlisberger. Just add more injuries <laughs> and more injury prone players mm-hmm. to that team. Was, we want, we want Big Ben. Retire, D- D- Deshaun Watson for Ben Roethlisberger straight up. Was, That's that what it is. Because Ben's a proven winner.
2: You know what, I, you know what, I would, I
1: would be ecstatic. I would be ecstatic. You know,
3: ben Roethlisberger's like, got two years it. in my heart, but if he, if his, if his career ended tomorrow, wouldn't be upset you know who's know on that need who's need
2: defense
3: that you need might injury prone so
5: ju- who is it juju Miles? And, and juju it's only
3: up fantasy wise the Steelers offense is worth taking it's only up for a lot of it like juju it's gonna be a red zone target
1: just before no. I let Miles speak about what he's gonna talk about and and the running back to own in Pittsburgh is not James Conner hot take it. it's Benny Snell.
2: Kentucky BBN, let's go.
3: It's crazy that Benny Snell produced when he, he had the, he faced the second most eight man boxes in the entire NFL last year. 39% of his runs at eight man boxes, and he, he bought out.
2: To be honest. I know, I know. Benny like, Snell's a fucking G.
1: What were you gonna say, Miles? You talking about a man on Houston? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all talking about JJ Watt might get
2: traded, but someone who I think will for sure get traded is Whitney Merciless, who's I can't oh. believe no one's even like had such an underrated season. No one's even speaking his name anymore when he was one of the best defenders not too long ago. And he had a, I mean, I know he had a couple of injury seasons didn't like perform to par, but he had an underrated season last year. Like he was pretty damn good. So yeah. I could see him moving to a contender for something cheap. Like he's not going to, you're not going to get a lot for that guy. He's probably got a couple of years left, but he he's got a good, sh- like he's, he's good. He can get to the quarterback. And I think that he's a leader He's a veteran. He's been around for a long time. He's a beast. He's a savage. I think he can go somewhere and be a great presence on the end. It's edge. like
3: pl- players like those can go so easily for a, s- a fifth, a sixth, a seventh round pick that you right. might not care about as much because I mean like Jarrell Casey just got, got sent for a seventh. Labrida was a sixth. Yeah. I mean it's, yeah. it's- it's cheap in the NFL when it comes to trade. It's the the merciless
1: rumors that I've heard out of the Houston area was that he was very close to DeAndre Hopkins, and they decided not I to knew. pick up. They they decided not to pick up. Um, oh, oh I just the name escaped me. From Arizona, decided not to pick up their their linebacker's option for his final year of his contract. And the rumors were uh, Reddick. Yes, Reddick. And so the the rumors oh. were is that he was heading to Arizona if the Houston season was not favorable or they were not going to make the playoffs by the trade deadline and so that, and because he's homies with uh, our homies, he's good friends with, uh, they said homies, but I'll say good friends with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that is, that is the rumor was that he was heading that way as well. He was giving Houston a shot to, to, to go through their system or their process. So, um, just something to watch on the trade alert, because that's, that's huge. That's a huge pickup. So that's it for our schedule analysis. Um, you know, any rumors out there you guys want to address, or any rumors you guys are hearing, um, NFL-wise? Anything on the Cam Newton front? Anybody have any insights? He
2: He's ready to become a backup. He says so. I mean, start looking at. I mean, he—he's. It's like saying like everyone said he could have gone to Jacksonville, but he's not a guaranteed starter in Jacksonville. He's not a guaranteed starter in Miami or wherever he could peg him going. So he—he he knows that. So he's probably going to take a backup option with uh, one of those Cincinnati. teams he's still. Where he can still contend to be a starter, not Cincinnati, because Joe Burrow is the most NFL-ready prospect in a fucking millennia. And
5: who's the ba- and who's the and who's the backup?
2: Ryan Finley started started three games last year. <laughs> right,
5: right. It's
3: gonna be slim pickets for Cam Newton where he wants to go. That's for sure. He's gonna have to take I- a deal similar to Jameis Winston and be content and not be going hard on social media. And I'm so ready for
2: the Falcons to the, let let Cam Newton be their backup. <laughs> he, he like he's from Atlanta. He yeah. we need a backup. Uh, I'm just saying. You definitely give my edge. But,
4: I'm just glad I can, we can stop talking about to New England finally.
2: Oh yeah, right, New England. Yeah, that's where he's going. Yeah, yeah that's right. where he's going.
4: Oh, Cam, 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 New, New England. Yeah. Oh, God damn it! That's, let's oh, make that the
2: it's
4: the obvious. Patriots are going to trade Jarrett Siddham for Andy Dalton, and they're also going to go get RG3. That doesn't seem Junior, logical. Julian Edelman to the Panthers. Did, are we on ESPN or something now? When, me, well, that's that's,
1: that's a good segue, Steve. So this is not ESPN. We are not staying three hours live, nor giving you a three-hour recording to listen to tomorrow morning. You can catch into the lab on Friday mornings on your your favorite podcast network and i'm gonna go and give everybody a sign off here talk about your podcast where they can find you regularly on twitter i'll start with you miles
2: uh yeah you can find me on twitter at the phantom jazzy i'm getting into a lot of stuff obviously with the launch of blue collar we're gonna start putting articles and stuff out gonna do be doing a lot more institute of drafting gonna start going into the nba uh talking about that also hopefully the nhl obviously any of you guys are welcome to come on um Tons of articles are gonna start being pumped out from my side now that I'm done uh, preparing for college. So it's gonna it's gonna be a good season for me. Uh, yeah.
1: Perfect. What about you, Vaughn? How can we find you?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Vaughn Delza
3: or vmoney Sports. I've got content coming out every day now on number fire and fantasy pros. Uh, a lot of fantasy football stuff, but I've started watching a lot of tape on the NBA draft. So I'm diving into that, that deep end of all the game films now. And uh, I'm also gonna do on my YouTube channel, uh, I'm going to do a 32 teams in 32 days um, and just do basically a roundup of some prop bets for players on each team, uh, win total bet, and just a quick recap all in under five minutes. So I'll be doing that too uh, in June. So it's pretty much what you can keep up with me, but I appreciate you having me on. Hope everyone's staying safe out there during this, uh, this crazy time.
1: Wonderful. Dre, what about you, bud? Uh, well, I do a lot of giveaways, so
5: um, you <laughs> should follow me, Trey2124. I actually hear that there might be a giveaway in this show, so if you stayed on, you'll probably get the info from Ernest. So, <clears throat>
1: That's right, that's right. Yeah. And Let me end with the general, Steve Reiser, and talk a little bit about Blue Collar as well as your podcast since we are live this week.
4: Um, well, you know, I'm the host and founder. of uh, am the host of the Slightly Biased Podcast. Uh, last week I had Mark Schofield come on. Uh, you can check that out on my podcast. We talked a little bit about the NFL Draft and about how Jared Stidham is like the next king of the world. And um, <laughs> yes, and, wow. and and the Blue Collar Media Group uh, website has has officially launched. Uh, you can find mm-hmm. um, every. You can find this podcast, all our podcasts, blogs, um, like. Uh, articles like Miles said, the videos and uh, merchandise all at www.bluecollmg.com. Yep, and and wait. question question
5: is the oh, Into the Lab shirt already up on the website and available for purchase?
4: Uh, I do not believe the Into the Lab shirt <laughs> is on the, is on that website yet, uh, Dre. That's that's a good point. Uh, Why? So, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Or, or, we, we, need to, uh, we, we need to discuss that that, that In, of, Intel yeah. lab
1: will be all over bluecollarmg.com Steve and I are going to be collaborating this week and getting that up there and you can get your favorite sports scientists on your shirt if you really want to for an extra fee huh steve so uh we'll get all that i'm your favorite (laughs) sports scientist i'm your
2: favorite sports (laughs) scientist
1: we'll get all that we'll get all that situated but we like to thank the 115 people that joined us tonight and watched us most of you were engaging and 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 staying with us we'll have this podcast released tomorrow for your ears you can share everywhere with all the other lobsters out there um but let me just go ahead and say a quick hot hot news triple double alert you know um Vaughn, since I have you here, I just want to get everybody's opinion real quick before we sign off. You know, KD has stated he is going to play if he feels healthy for a playoff run for the Nets this season. So does KD Kyrie scare you in the Eastern Conference this year in the playoffs?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he might not be 100% playing, uh, but even a 90% Kevin Durant is better than 99% of the players in the NBA. Uh, I saw Kyrie said in an interview the other day, I'm ready to get out there and break some ankles. Uh, so if that happens, I don't think the NBA season's coming back. If that happens, yeah, they're, uh, they're just as dangerous as the Boston Celtics.
1: Uh-oh, Boston Celtics fans, you are my next Boston go. Celtics. <laughs> Boston. That was, that was oh. a very, very bad tape. <laughs> Tatum, for every piece. Celtics, Celtics, Celtics fans are not worried. All right, guys. Well, as you
4: know. I, just, you can't, I can't wait until we watch uh, Tatum version in the last dance, like twenty thirty years. Oh, my years. gosh. No, I that'll, will that'll end on
1: that. Never great. mind. Hell you yeah. can find <laughs> me. I was your host, Ernest Silva, Tatum. at the Sport Gene. You can find me on Twitter. You can find us here, obviously, on <laughs> Facebook. We appreciate you guys listening. This, this podcast Never episode wait. will be up. Hashtag elm every listen matters so find us listen to all of our podcasts take our takes with you share it leave a review whatever you can do to help boost our reach is what helps us stay alive so thank you guys for joining us this morning you guys stay safe and i hope your team got an easy schedule have a great day and great weekend everybody to express
0: You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.